welcome to Figuring Out Families by Magellan Media, where we help make families the best they can be. We're pleased to be joined by marriage counsellor and family expert Derek Boylan for what we are calling the Focus Sessions, aimed at helping families with relationship issues. Together with Derek, over a number of these sessions, we will explore the most pressing issues facing families today. We hope you enjoy and find this series valuable. Hello again, Derek. Today we're talking about goal setting in relationships. Uh, having goals is important in all aspects of life, whether it be at work, in the home or in relationships. Derek, why is setting goals and parameters around things in life such a good idea? Yeah, goals are, are very important, David. I guess our lives, um, you know, we want in our lives to have a sense of purpose, a sense of direction, a sense of meaning. Uh, that we're working towards something and goals are the things that do that. They give our lives a, a sense of meaning and a sense of direction and, uh, and a purposefulness that, uh, that, you know, I think for all of us, we feel more happy and more satisfied when we feel that our lives are serving some higher purpose. Now, when two people first meet and there's an attraction, the hormones are jumping and there's much excitement, I think we all remember those days. Is it fair to say goal setting early on in a relationship is not as important for couples? Uh, as they're still getting to know each other, or should they really start setting goals early on? Look, I don't think it's probably as essential, or certainly couples don't feel it's as essential early in the relationship. And in a way, they actually do have a goal. In a sense, they already have a goal, and that is to discover the potential of the relationship. You know, that's their, the goal in the early stages. It's getting to know one another. It's discovering if they have similar expectations and values. Uh, and goals for the future going forward. And I guess it's exploring whether they'd like to build a life together that's, um, that's going into the future. So in a way, they do have a goal and it is trying to work out, well, does this relationship have a chance and have potential? Yeah, I and mean, you don't know. I mean, if you go out on a first date or a second date or even a third date, and with some couples, they can go on for a couple of years and still not really know whether they're suited or whether they want to end up together uh, for all time. Yeah, it can take a while and we really need to try and see that person in different life circumstances. You know, we need a time to be able to see them in the way that they relate to our friends and to our families, how they relate to their own families and uh, and the sorts of things, that the ways that they react in difficult situations or when they're under stress and try to work out, well, is this the sort of person that I could build a future with? And so it does take a, a fair while, especially in the early stage of a, a relationship. Psychologists refer to it as limerence. And it usually lasts for about six months to up to two years. But it's that sort of early stage where, oh, we're in love. And this person, <laughs> we know we can't think of anything besides talking to this person and being with this person. And, and certainly we want to not make any major serious life decisions while we're still in limerence. Allow that to sort of settle down a little bit and, uh, and discover if we have, you know, the other real things that are going to uh, be important for sustaining the relationship. Yes, that, that feeling of uh, being in love and it's sort of, sort of like being hit by a freight train, really, and you, you don't want to be with anyone else, do you? You just want to spend 24 hours with them. That's right. We can They seem like a, a princess or a god to us, like they could never do anything <laughs> wrong. And, uh, and it does take a little while for them to come off that pedestal and for us to realise that actually they are a normal mortal human being and they make mistakes and they have failings and, and am I okay with those things? Could I still accept and forgive those things? Yes, that, that blind love does uh, wear off, uh, which leads me to my next question. The novelty factor uh, will eventually go. Is that when couples, uh, Derek, should be clearer about certain things and set boundaries then? 
Absolutely. That's, it's a really important stage at that point. You know, the brain loves novelty. And what is novel and exciting today is known and boring tomorrow. And so it's, it's absolutely at this time, and as the novelty starts to wear off, um, that hopefully, naturally, uh, most couples should start to be having more conversations about their hopes and about their dreams and their expectations and, and quite concrete conversations about those things to sort of to see, well, are our goals for our future aligned with one another? You know, are we sort of headed in the same direction? You know, they should be talking to one another about what they hope will be important uh, factors in their lives in the future and, and also when they hope that those things will be important whether it's career plans or traveling plans, parenting, having children, when and how far apart and, um, you know, where they'd like to live, you know, those sorts of things are conversations that they certainly should be having uh, and to sort of, I guess, discern whether they're on the same page and whether they, there is the possibility of us creating shared goals that are going to sustain our relationship. Sure, and I imagine that is one of the reasons why some relationships don't get off the ground because the couple early on realise they're not dancing to the same drum beat, if I can put it that way. And they do have different goals. It sure is. And it's, and it's often a, a difficult discernment for couples, especially if they've decided to cohabit uh, early in the relationship. You know, when the romance is sort of worn off and if the person has decided that they, that they really don't share similar goals uh, or a similar future, it's much harder to call off that relationship. You know, the, I guess the, the consequences that, uh, and the cost of that relationship keep us sometimes in a relationship that otherwise we wouldn't really see a future with. And so establishing some quite clear expectations, uh, you know, earlier before furthering the relationship is a much wiser course of action. No, that's exactly right. Uh, what is it about setting goals that is uh, most important for a relationship? Because probably a lot of people wouldn't think of it. They meet someone, they eventually fall in love, but the idea of setting goals and being on the same page, it doesn't come to mind necessarily. Yeah, that's right. I think, and especially at the early stage of the relationship, they kind of have this idea, the goal is simply to build a life together. And that's exciting at the beginning uh, because this person is new and exciting. Um, and they don't often sort of, I guess, see the importance of setting goals further into the relationship, you know, more concrete goals, aside from just having a relationship. But goals are important for relationships and not just in the early stages. It's uh, and one of the great things about goals is it can bring a lot of excitement back into a relationship. You know, it gives us a clearer vision of our future. Uh, it helps to get us working as a team uh, towards something, moving towards something that has shared meaning and shared significance for us. So it's actually really important for relationships because it does bring back a sense of, you know, direction and purposefulness and excitement for the relationship. Yeah, and I guess you don't necessarily always have to have the same goals, do you? I mean, you can still uh, have that love and have shared values, but your goals might be slightly different at times. I think so, and I think it's actually healthy. It's important for us to have goals as a couple, and it's also important for us to have individual goals. Um, you know, I guess it's our individual goals and hopes and dreams for our life that give us individually a sense of purpose and meaning. And uh and, you know, I guess a, a healthy relationship is only as strong as the weakest person in that relationship. I guess it's that idea that a, a chain is only as strong as the weakest link. So we also want to have our own individual goals that bring us meaning and purpose that help us to feel confident about the future and that we're living a life that, um, you know, is meaningful because that's going to help us to be more of the person that we want to be in our relationship. Yes, and you mentioned uh, purpose and direction. I mean, I imagine that's 
vitally important, really, if, if a relationship's going to have a, a long, sustained future. Yeah, it's very, very important because it does give us um, purpose and direction. And that what that does is it helps to shape you know, so many of the different aspects of our life in meaningful ways. It helps us to work out how to prioritise our finances, you know, whether that's moving us towards our goals, our hopes and dreams or, or not. It helps us to um, prioritise our time and our resources. You know, it helps, you know, either we're doing things with our time that get us closer to the, the hopes and dreams that we have for our relationship and our lives uh, or not. And it also motivates us, you know, it gives us a little bit more of a, a spring in our step, you know, when we wake up in the morning, because there's something to look forward to that we're sort of moving towards as opposed to sort of waking up and, and not having any real sense of clear purpose or direction. So, um, you know, I guess that purpose and direction does a lot in terms of shaping our lives in meaningful ways. Fair enough. Uh, we might pause there for a moment, Derek, uh, but we'll be back shortly. If you believe family matters most, you'll want your family to thrive. The Magellan is the magazine I go to for advice on marriage, parenting and keeping my family close. I trust Magellan because it's been devoted to families for 72 years and is Australia's longest running Christian family magazine. Magellan Magazine, because family matters most. For your digital or print subscription and much more, go to Magellan.media. That's Magellan with a J. Uh, we're back uh, with Derek um, after that short ad break. So Derek, what is it about setting goals which is crucial for a strong and successful re- relationship? Yeah, look, I think uh, goals are, I guess what's sort of one of the things I think that's crucial is, um, is that it, goals become a way that we can measure progress in our relationships as well. Um, you know, the achievement of goals becomes a way that we can sort of look back and we can sort of say and remember, you know, I, we did this and we achieved this. Um, you know, we can sort of see progress. It's often hard sometimes, you know, after 10 years to look back and kind of, you know, we got into the grind of daily life to look back and sort of say, what did we actually do? What did we actually achieve with our time? And uh, so setting goals also gives us a sense of, you know, achievement. You know, I think of Karen and I, and, uh, and we've, you know, achieved some huge goals over the years. You know, there was the, we went to the World Youth Day in 2008 in Sydney. Um, we've driven around Australia uh, twice. We attended the World Meeting for Families in Milan and building our home. And, uh, and they were huge goals. They took a lot of planning for us and a lot of uh, saving, putting money aside. Uh, and none of it really would have been possible without us sort of having a clear goal and then prioritising and working out how to, how to achieve that. So. Um, you know, goals really are crucial for strong relationships. They give us a sense of direction and purpose, but also they help us to have a sense of success, a sense of progress as well. I'm very impressed. You you drove around Australia twice. Was that before you had your eight children? No. So the first time we did it, uh, we had five and uh, and Zechariah was our youngest. He was about three months old and uh, and, uh, by some miracle, he spent a lot of time sleeping in a car. He was perfectly happy to do that. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then the second time we uh, travelled around Australia, Karen was um, uh, eight months pregnant with uh, with number seven, so uh, little Lucas, and uh, and so it was. Uh, and at that particular time, we went all the way up to the top end, up as far as Cairns, and then across through the top of um, uh, Queensland and back down through Uluru. It was a huge uh, journey, but it was an amazing experience. Camped all the way and uh, and saw some incredible. Uh, things had some amazing experiences, and, uh, and and it's complex to plan something like that. It takes time, you know. You have to have a real clear goal uh, in mind and uh, and a hope and a dream. But it really did uh, catalyze us as a family, brought us together, you know, um, you know, with one sort of mind and 
and brought in a sense of excitement as we were sitting getting closer and closer. You must have had a very big van. We did. We had to upgrade to a, a high-ace commuter, which was far, far better for travelling because there was a lot more space to shift kids who weren't getting along with one another around. Yeah, well, that would, that would certainly test any family, I think, and uh, being in the car or the van uh, many hours each day, I imagine. But uh, that's a good way to uh, set goals and uh, become a tighter family, I imagine. Mm. Yeah, certainly, you know, I, I think of an experience like that when we travelled across Australia. The first two days were pretty tough, you know, as everyone got used to what it's like to be in a car for seven hours with one another. Um, but after that, we learned how to love one another. You know, we learn how to, to get along and how to respond in the right ways. And we realize, you know, we have to connect and reach out to one another. Sometimes, you know, we have to sort of push through a little bit of discomfort in order to discover something new for our, uh, for our relationships and our families. Fair enough. Anyway, you deserve 10 out of 10, you and Karen, for doing that. And not once, but twice. So well done. <laughs> now, Derek, is there one particular way couples can set their goals or there are a multitude of ways couples can go about it? Look, there are many different ways to go about setting goals, but uh, but I'll, I'll share with you the way that Karen and I set goals, and we've used this many times, and we certainly we've found that it really helps as well. And I guess um, the great time to set goals for couple relationships and families is when we find ourselves reaching a point where we just seem to sort of have lost a sense of direction. You know, for Karen and I, it's probably about every couple of years that we sort of sit down and it sort of seems, okay, we're sort of, We've achieved a few things that were hopes and dreams, and we're sort of in this sort of little bit of a lull and kind of trying to work out what, what now, what's next. And so the way we do it is we sit down with a piece of paper, an A4 sheet of paper, and, uh, and we just sit down and we just try to write down all the goals that we have for our lives and uh, personal goals, individual goals, and couple relationship goals and family goals. And, um, and everything from things that we think probably need to be done in the next month to things that sit on the possibly maybe one day never list, but be really cool if it did happen. Uh, everything that we can think of goes onto that list. And, and as the kids have got a little bit older, we've invited them to be a part of that as well, to sort of put some of their hopes and dreams on there too, because as a family, we want to be able to respond and support one another in, uh, in achieving things that are meaningful and fulfilling and hope that are hopes and dreams. The first time we sit down and do that, Usually we come up with a list of about 10 to 20 things on that list. But then what we do is we stick it up on the kitchen fridge and we just leave it there for a whole week because there are other things over the course of the week that you don't immediately think of that suddenly, you know, come to mind when you're in the shower the next morning or you stop at the traffic lights on the way to work, you suddenly think, actually, I didn't kind of want to learn a new language. And it would be really cool if we traveled to Antarctica. And it would also be awesome to be able to learn a new musical instrument. And we sort of come up with a whole bunch of other things that we think of over that period of time. And so we just keep adding them to the list on the fridge. Then we come back and sit down a week later. Uh, and that's kind of exciting, actually, because over the course of the week, every time you get milk out of the fridge, you, you see all those uh, things listed there and it sort of, they percolate, they sort of sit in your mind for a while and you sort of, you know, you can imagine how you might do it or when you think you might do it, those sorts of things. And then a week later, we sit down and we go over our list. And what we do is we sort of mark out which ones might be uh, short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-term goals, and kind of maybe possibly one day never goals. But, you know, we'll just keep them on the list because you never know, things might be possible in the future. 
when we do that, it becomes immediately clear which things we're sort of really excited about and are actually doable. We kind of think, you know what, actually, we could probably do this in the next month or two. You know, we should actually work on that. And so that becomes a really clear priority, something that we're working to that we're immediately excited about and that brings us together. Sure. And there's almost always uh, one or two things on that list that are sort of much longer term goals, but that we suddenly realize we could actually achieve this in the next couple of years. If we really put this money aside or, you know, there's this uh, opportunity here coming up, you know, we could actually do this. And this would be pretty exciting to do for us as a family uh, or us as a couple. And, uh, and suddenly it now becomes something that's, uh, that's actually real and tangible that we're working towards. So I always encourage couples to do it that way. Don't try and do it all in one sitting. Do it sort of over the course of a week. So that by the time you do sort of lock in some concrete goals, they're things that you really had a chance to think about that are really possible, that are doable, and that, that, that are the things that you're really excited about, you know, that, uh, that you really are going to be passionate about pursuing. Um, it's hard to do that just in one sitting. Sure. And that, that's a good point. When we started talking about this earlier on, I didn't really think of the children so much, but especially when your kids get a bit older, it's a very good idea to have them as a family uh, part of the goal setting uh, procedure, if you like. Yeah, and sometimes they come up with things that I kind of that I never even consider weren't at all on my list. But when they sort of mention, I think actually that'd be really cool. I'd love to do that with them. You know, not just uh, for it to be something that they hope for one day is a possible part of their future, but that actually as a family we kind of go, yeah, we really want to support that. We want to get behind that, and we want to be a part of that journey as well and to help you with it. Um, yeah, you know, and they can surprise you at times with some of the. Uh, uh, strategies or ideas they have, even even the younger ones, as you would know. Mm, mm. And often, you know, there are new emerging things that they're aware of that uh, that we hadn't really sort of thought of that are possibilities. Um, an example would be there's an indoor skydiving uh, place that's been built here in uh, in Perth, and uh, and that two of our oldest kids were like, we'd really like to to go and try that out and have a go. And I'm thinking, I'd like to have a go at that. That sounds pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. um, Another example would be uh, in a very in terms of a very short term goal was a few years ago when uh, the the sequel to the Incredibles movie came out and our eldest son said to me, Dad, you know, I'd really like for us to go and see that as a family, which is not something that our seventeen year old often at that stage asked for, you know, and uh, and and I thought, you know what, if he's asking for it, let's do it. We want to do it as a family, and uh, and it was a lovely experience. But I think if we never sort of were open to their ideas and their hopes and dreams as well. It probably, you know, would have been a missed opportunity, um, you know, for us as a family to do something that was meaningful for, for the members of the family. Yeah, no, that's great. And when when your teenagers do uh, want to do things as a family, that uh, it makes it even more special, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. And it's them also taking, stepping up and taking more responsibility in the family, not just for the you know, the chores and those sorts of things, but also bringing the good things to the relationship, uh, to the family relationships. You know, adults can bring petrol and money and resources and food and those sorts of things, but everyone's actually called to contribute meaningfully in some way. And, and one of the ways you do that is by contributing your hopes and your dreams for the future and your positive experiences. Absolutely. That's what family is all about, uh, as, as we've discussed in other uh, uh, episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. Derek? be a good thing for couples to revisit their goals from time to time i think we have spoken in a previous episode about looking at this sort of thing but it's not, probably not something that is front of mind for a lot of couples yeah priorities are constantly changing and so it is really important to revisit their goals you know i kind of think sometimes when couples come into a relationship they do have one or two goals it might be 
career goals or financial investment type goals. Um, but our lives are constantly changing. You know, our perspectives, our values, what's important to us, what brings us meaning, uh, constantly change. And so do our resources. Our capacity to be able to do things uh, is constantly changing. And so sometimes, you know, what wasn't possible in the past suddenly is possible now, you know, or something that we were striving to no longer seems as important as it once did. Um, so I guess it's really important for couples to constantly be revisiting. As I said, Karen and I, we, we definitely do this approximately every two years. We'll sit down and over about a week, you know, once again, sort of reprioritize and just sort of see, you know, is the direction we're taking the direction that we want to take? And sometimes I guess we've been really surprised that what was once a pipe dream, something that was on our possibly maybe one day never list suddenly becomes possible. It becomes doable. And that's really exciting, you know, to realize that, you know, what we always sort of hope that maybe we one day could do this, but, but now we've reached the place where it's actually possible to, to do it. And so uh, it's really important for couples to stop and to revisit and to, uh, you know, look at what's actually important to them because they are constantly changing. Both people in the relationship are changing and their family is changing. Um, you know, some of the things that we've done as a family, when the kids were little, they weren't possible because the kids were little. Now that they're older, they're more uh, mobile, they can be more patient, um, you know, they have more skills and capacities. And so we can do things that are more complex that we couldn't in the past. Um, so yeah, definitely really important to revisit goals from time to time. Yeah, no, fair enough. Is it something you do uh, like a romantic weekend away or is it something that you perhaps just do on a Sunday morning after doing the crossword or whatever? We've done both. Uh, so <laughs> there's been times where we just had a yeah. bit of a miserable Saturday and we were sort of struggling and thinking, oh, you know, we're not really sort of connecting. And, uh, and so after Mass on a Sunday morning, we sat down with a bit of paper and went, all right, let's just reevaluate where we're at and where we're headed and what's important to us. And, you know, we just, we need a, we, we know that we recognize within us a need to feel a bit more excited and a bit more on the same page. And like, we're sort of looking, there's something look that we're looking forward to. And there've been other times where, um, where we've sort of, you know, been away uh, on a, um, you know, on a holiday or a, a break and we've just gone away specifically to just work on our relationship. Certainly we know the evidence is clear that things like counseling, retreats, uh, you know, marriage enrichment programs really help couples. And, and one of the reason why, reasons why it helps couples is because they take time out of the busyness of their daily life to just focus on what's important to them and, sure. and to work on their relationship. And it makes a real difference. One of the goals Karen and I have at the moment is we're coming up for our 20th wedding anniversary at the end of the year in December and, uh, and just thinking, how do we want to mark that occasion? How do we want to celebrate it? It's, uh, it's a little uh, nebulous because of obviously COVID-19 and all those sorts of things, but, uh, but we want to be really intentional about it. We want to have a clear plan about how we as a couple are going to celebrate that occasion. And, so, uh, and as we have sort of been sitting down to talk about some of the possibilities and options, it's brought us a sense of joy, a sense of excitement, a sense of, you know, this is, this is something that's coming that we're looking forward to, that's going to be enjoyable, and, uh, and that's what goals do for us. Yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't consider a third trip around Australia with the kids, would you? We would absolutely consider a third trip. Uh, West Australian okay. borders are pretty tight at the moment. We might not be able to get back, but, yeah. um, <clears throat> but, uh, but certainly we would definitely consider another trip. You know, it's been one of the most amazing experiences for us. I think holidays and when couples and families plan holidays, holidays do some very interesting things to family relationships and uh, they create memories, you know, that we look back to um, and we kind of go, remember the time we went here or the time we did this? 
you know, even the bad holidays become actually positive memories. You know, remember the time we went to Bustleton and it rained all weekend, but we ended up staying together and playing board games and it was kind of nice. Um, we get to see one another, our families, in a different context, a new context. You know, we don't learn much about one another when we're on a Wednesday evening in our home doing the normal things that we would typically do on a Wednesday evening, for instance. But when we're on holiday, we're dealing with different people, different circumstances, different situations, and we learn a lot more about one another because we're trying to negotiate uh, new circumstances. And, uh, and holidays also sometimes create new possibilities. One of the things that you know, psychology tells us is that sometimes our ways of being in relationship to one another are coupled to certain places. You know, we have certain patterns for the way we talk about one another or to one another in our living room or in our kitchen or in our bedroom. But when we're in a new place, you know, sitting by a pool or, you know, walking through the bush, um, you know, there's no rules for how we should communicate. Sometimes couples discover new ways of talking about old things in those places. And so setting goals around holidays, getting out of your home, doing something new and fresh, it can be really, really helpful for couple relationships and families. Yeah, no, absolutely. Derek, uh, recapping some of the main points people can get out of this session uh, on goal setting. Look, yeah, goals are really important, really healthy for maintaining uh, relationships. Certainly, if we've been going along for a while and things are stagnating a little bit, you know, they give us fresh excitement. They give us something to look forward to. They create purpose and meaning and they help to prioritise the use of our time and our resources and our finances. And when you set goals, um, you know, I really encourage couples to use the SMART acronym. So you can look that up online, uh, SMART, S-M-A-R-T. But what it stands for very briefly is that your goals should be specific. So something that you really specifically uh, can sort of name and identify, measurable. So you, you know whether you've actually achieved it or not. Attainable, so something that is uh, actually possible for you to do as a, as a couple or as a family. Relevant, so relevant to your life situation, you know, that's going to bring meaning to your life. And time limited, set something with a, a deadline in mind that you're working towards. And, uh, and always be working towards, you know, maybe a couple of goals. Often when we achieve a goal, there's a little bit of a flat period of time as we sort of regroup. But if you've got another goal there, you've got something else that's exciting to um, so I really encourage couples to you know, look up the SMART acronym and uh, sit down with a bit of paper and start making a list of all the things that they think that they'd like to do in the future. Yeah, very good advice. I better let you go, Derek, so you can start planning for your wedding anniversary in December. <laughs> Thanks very much, David. We definitely will do that this afternoon. <laughs> good idea.